0: Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are going to discuss Love on the Brain, which is written by Allie Hazelwood, and it was published in 2022 by Berkeley. It is Allie Hazelwood's sophomore novel, and this will actually be the fifth time that we are discussing her on the podcast. The plot is WWMCD. What would Marie Curie do? Bee's favorite scientist is also her guiding light on what to do in life, and she really has to rely on Marie when her new project brings her back into close contact with Levi. In their postgraduate program, Levi did everything he could to avoid her. He hated her. Or at least that's what Bee thought. So as they struggle to work together, both have deep secrets to reveal to each other.
1: Sarah, what did you think of this one? Uh, I enjoyed this one quite a bit,
2: but ultimately not as much as the love hypothesis.
1: Really? I mean, it wasn't all that different. Um, I don't know.
2: Also, I just read that line off of my Goodreads review because I do not actually remember this book all that well anymore. I I enjoyed it. It's not that I didn't like it. I just, again, I just remember liking Love Hypothesis quite a bit. And then this one, it was just like, I felt a lot of similarities there. Um,
1: As the case
0: with
2: a lot of her stories. Yeah. And then I wasn't sure like you know the low hypothesis has her side characters and a lot of them you know you can identify them as star wars characters whereas in this one you didn't have that same thing and i kind of like that but at the same time it also made the side characters that were in this book there were side characters i think
1: wasn't guys supposed to essentially be hucks i don't think so who would he have been Well, that's what I was saying. I don't really think that they
2: matched up very well with any Star Wars characters. Okay, okay. See, I kind of liked that, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, on one hand, I like it. I like that she moved away from that um, or edited it. If this did start out as like a fanfic, like, love hypothesis, it's been altered enough that it doesn't just seem like recast characters from the movies. Yeah. But that is the place, or that's the thing, is that
1: But it wasn't your
2: Star Wars characters. I had fun figuring it out in the other book. Um, And this one was like some rando. Some other rando. And other people. Um, And I don't know. I also just found these two main characters. B and... Levi. (sighs) Levi, yes. Sometimes they're just kind of tiresome. Um,
1: See, I liked them so much
0: better than the characters in love hypothesis i felt like they were a bit better constructed a bit more well-rounded their issues were a bit more believable i don't know i i liked these two better they felt less like just fan casting of daisy and adam driver and instead felt like she actually thought about people as people
2: I don't know. see i just felt like they were The same characters that she had in her other book, just slightly like I don't know. Oh no, B has a little bit
0: more, much more personality than uh, can't even remember the female main character in Love
2: Hypothesis. I want to say Olive, but I don't know for sure. Olive,
0: yes, yeah. See, I can't, I will always remember who what B is like. I couldn't tell you anything about Olive at this point.
1: All I can remember about B is that she faints
2: sometimes at this point
1: and she loves cats and
0: she's
2: vegan and oh my lord jesus christ and savior
1: that (laughs) veganism stuff why why not there are some people who are vegan in the world (laughs) yeah these two characters and boy
2: she likes to go into it often (laughs) repeatedly it's like
3: they're vegan don't worry vegan still vegan and there might be good vegan food out there it's not all horrible which you know was a thing that ended years ago but (laughs) okay so we, we know that there's good vegan food in the world yeah Kim what was your thought on the book I liked it again I love the science aspect of all of this um I
0: I think the science was better thought out in this one,
1: yes, I think it's the best science because it's what
0: the author knows is neuroscience
3: yeah and and I'm curious I was curious, but i not curious enough that I started looking shit up, which is you know when you've really taken me to the next level, but um listen this isn't the Martian, well, nothing's the Martian,
1: nothing or is content. the Martian. I'm not going to be able to compete with the Martian no. um. Okay, so you like the science in this. What did you think it be? She was
3: fine. I don't know. all of all of all of these books' characters are the same to me. Um, okay, I don't have that tie back to Star Wars that I mean, as soon as you two started talking, it was I'm like, oh yeah, this is the one that does the fan fiction on Star Wars i get to sit here and listen to you guys talk about all these characters in star wars that i know nothing about even though i'm like a star wars fan i was gonna say you're a much more of a star wars fan than i am Mm -hmm. but i
0: never got into the new films true i didn't either but sarah loves them and i support my friend so yes uh, except for the last one the last one did not happen there were only two movies they are a duology not a trilogy (laughs) yes everyone knows that
3: (laughs) everyone I think even I knew that
0: yeah um see okay and I think and this might be the big thing for me obviously my parents didn't die and I didn't get like moved around from family member to family member growing up um but I could definitely relate to Bee's struggle of feeling the sense of needing to put down roots because her life was disrupted
1: so much so I actually like could really relate to Bee it's so funny having raised three kids
3: the exact same way and you had this massive desire for roots Allie has a massive desire for for just being on the move always almost and like and her sister and Martin has a connection just with Ventura oh I just gave away have I given away where we live yet away everything i mean like i feel like it's become clear over
2: several different
3: times (laughs) because i don't have a circumspect mouth at all um but so i I, it just it i find it interesting that i raised three kids the exact same way in the exact same life and they responded to it all very differently
0: which is why i could relate to B and her sister so well i loved their dynamic and the author herself has moved all over the world multiple times so this is someone who clearly had an understanding of what how that can affect different people yeah um and so well as olive i i can't remember there being anything about olive other than i think her parents died okay so what was i saying i i i found b to be more thought out than olive was um in comparison to the previous book and i liked b i liked all of her little quirks that she had you know the desire to dye her hair the desire to have tattoos the piercings then also you know dealing with how people treat her professionally because of those things um i i could see myself in b i could not see myself in olive i feel
2: like and again this is based off of my not really remembering the love hypothesis in the first place, but I feel like I'm I find Olive more relatable than B.
0: Yes, but Olive um, wanted to isolate herself from all people. So this does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. say
3: it sounds to me like one character is more Sarah-ish and one character is more Amberly-ish so um yeah so I, now I she
0: just see. needs to make a kim ish
3: that ain't gonna happen i'm unique
0: uh, all she has to do is make them obsessed with the martian and we're good
3: oh please that is the entire sum of my personality i like oh and i'm sorry this. and
0: to have a hard-on
3: for mars <laughs> i do not have a hard-on for mars
2: and also the anne mccaffrey books specifically oh, yes
3: Yes. Maybe she'll give me uh dragons on Mars.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's I don't know awesome. how
0: that would fit into STEM assist I don't either. But hey, if Allie Hazelwood listens, that is our challenge Whatever. to you, is give Kim a character who somehow manages to make I almost said dinosaurs <laughs> dragons
1: show up on Mars. No. Okay, so then there is Levi. What'd you guys think of Levi? I hated his
3: name, but whatever. (laughs) I can get over that. Okay, I'm irritated with it. I feel like Levi,
2: and again, as is going to be my disclaimer, probably anytime I say something like this, I don't remember the love hypothesis well. Not even okay. the main character. You
0: don't have name. to disclaimer it anymore. I think we've established it. So <laughs>
2: but I feel like Levi has an even worse communication problem than the dude from Love Hypothesis. To the point where it felt pretty forced that he was separating himself and making such a big deal of never touching her or anything like that. And it was just super obvious, but we had to pretend that it wasn't while we read through the book
0: i think yeah his attraction to her was super obvious but i think this time we were supposed to feel it was super obvious um however i will say the premise behind his whole you know he has issues with communicating because of his family um having grown up in the military i have seen plenty of people not our family my god kim get the indignant look off your face. I have seen plenty of children of military men, primarily, I, I don't know, if maybe there's some women out there who do this, where the father sees the military as a family career and the expectation, and it's weird, for some reason in the military, as a military brat, almost everyone perceived themselves as having the same career of being in the military when they got older. And a lot of them did, it was weird how many of my peers ended up serving in the military but there is some people where they have this high expectation and they have low communication abilities with their military fathers because the military father is authoritative so like Again, I could look at Levi and be like, I can see where the inspiration for that is. And it makes sense. His whole not being honest with her about his feelings was a little weird. Like, that didn't need to drag on. Although, again, he thought she was married. And he didn't want, you know, to make her feel awkward. So, like, I would respect someone who wouldn't tell me their feelings if they knew I was
2: married. hate them to the point that they're being excluded in, like, the lab and everything is not awkward
1: that is awkward
0: but i think that was more he was just socially awkward um and he didn't realize it because we get to that part where they go to meet all their peers and like oh levi likes you now and he's like did everyone think you disliked me so he legitimately didn't realize he was coming off that way
1: i just i don't see how and he could have gone and not realized it Again, it makes
0: sense for some of the guys in the military that I knew in terms of children and military men who
1: had very limited social cue understanding. So, like, it made sense.
0: Is it a very niche thing that I don't think most people would find and understand? Yes. Does this as a third culture kid make complete sense as to how both of
1: those two people interact with each other and people around them? Oh, totally but not knowing it it's going to be
0: hard to understand which is probably why there aren't a whole lot of books that come from military brats or third culture kid perspectives
2: well apparently well, all the military brats are becoming military folk and they probably don't have a lot of time to write novels specifically romance ones
0: probably.
1: <laughs> and we get a lot of men- mental he- health issues <laughs> Jen is very indignant right now because
3: she feels like i'm, I'm not, shitting
1: on the lifestyle that i no, just <laughs> no no
3: no i'm not no i i fully acknowledge what you're saying it's 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 true um yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'm thinking <laughs> at this point and it, and it and it's not because there's anything negative i just um i don't know uh i just i think she writes dysfunction well um however i think that she doesn't explain the dysfunction she is writing i can understand that and so it's like okay i can get it he's got a dysfunction um, I'm not quite sure how we got onto the a military aspect of him. Was he a military brat?
0: Yeah, his yeah. dad served in the military. All uh, of his brothers served in the military. Uh, his dad wanted him to serve in the
3: military. Yeah, no, that that didn't strike me as as um, it struck me as superficial by somebody who thinks they know what military how military families function. So I don't know that she has military ties. I think she has probably dealt with people in this in 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 the in the federal community because there are a lot of military people who work for the federal government, um, NASA being a massive one, um, but don't really understand the dynamic. And, and I just said a, I could a, see it. Yes, but it, this is a and and it it's just. It's just like anybody writing about military families. You know, the kid is always defiant against the father. You know, the, the son is always defiant against father because the father's never there. Um, and that's not how every military family functions, which is, you know, fine. Not everybody functions the same way. And yes, there are, there are people. We did have kids that were disruptive on the base because they couldn't handle the fact that their parent was gone all the time. I just and and being a federal employee dealing with people in these situations I got that she understood the federal work Mm -hmm. but a lot of it was superficial so anyway
0: to be fair I think part of that is also keeping in mind with what the genre is this is a romance genre um so it's not going to have that I would say weight behind it that you might expect if say this was a literary work examining the same thing
1: so it offers
0: forgiveness but yes it is superficial at times yeah
1: so then what did you guys think of guy he wasn't really worth thinking
2: about until the end which that's a whole thing um that was probably the point at which i was like yeah this is not the same quality as love hypothesis um because that ending was just like cartoonishly
1: set up just i can't even remember the ending of love hypothesis i don't remember it either but it didn't feel
2: out of tone whereas this one it was like it's a romance book oh just kidding it's actually a thriller like sort of thing where there's this whole okay, I can see where you got that reveal and he pulls a gun on her and he's like you're gonna walk to the top of this building and jump off because I don't want to shoot you so then if he's not going to shoot you because he will you know be revealed as the murderer then pointing a gun at you is not really much of an incentive now is it like <laughs> fair, why would you be like yes I bet you go up there and jump off because you're not going to shoot me down like it just
3: I, I agree. The ending was lame.
0: It it was very much like there was trying to create tension for the characters all throughout the story and then it's like she resolved the romance and went, oh crap, now I got to explain the source of all of this tension. Uh, I have to end it. Guy yeah. did it. I have to have yeah. a bad guy.
2: Yeah. It just didn't fit the genre. As opposed to a t-
0: nice guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was not impressed by that particular foray into a slightly different genre,
1: um, but...
3: As yeah. far as a romance novel goes, it was fine. Um, I, think she, I think she would be benefit to herself and her fans if she would just slow down. We don't need to get a new book every three months or however often these are being released. They, I know we read them very consecutively and very quickly, yet they are still out quickly and it's time okay. to step back uh, on that note she has another book coming out <laughs> i know
2: <laughs> yeah just like take more time yeah maybe make one each one like a little bit more individualized please and for up. the love of god stop giving your male characters black hair with a big cock and also super <laughs> tall because, again, we had to go through that sex scene yeah. where it didn't want
3: to fit. Monkey meat tree.
2: <laughs> I don't understand that reference.
3: I don't either, so... Oh,
0: because well. I think last time we talked about in Love Hypothesis oh. how it was like a little like climber monkey oh, climbing a tree. Yeah. So yeah. I said I'm monkey like meat tree.
2: tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just don't need that.
0: Yeah, I wish that we could get away from the men happening to be big and bulky um mostly because i don't
2: with a giant cock too i want to yeah
0: mostly because i feel like this is the flaw i see in a lot of romance is it's not fair
1: representation to men um and and there's so much
3: time spent emphasizing but unfortunately i think anybody would say that this is being written for women
2: Yeah, it's a Um, fantasy for women. And it's like, Um, you can't expect fantasies to be...
3: Spoiler alert, I don't need tall and
0: big cock. Yeah, I don't either. That doesn't doesn't add anything to the story for me. It's just a detail.
2: I don't care about it so much, but the fact that she keeps repeating it. I mean, I guess if you're writing for a specific audience, it does make sense. You want to keep that audience happy. That's what they want. Or it's what you like, and you're gonna write what you want to li- what you like, and that makes sense. It's just personally, I want more variation in what's being I written. Do too. So that I know, would like. I would
3: like some representation of other men. Yeah, um, because not every woman likes the same type of man. Um, and so far, so- we've gotten tall,
0: and our only variants really have been two dark haired. One redhead, one blonde, and one brunette. Not different ethnic. I mean, I guess Scandinavian versus American, but like, not really like different. No non-white love interests. No, you know,
3: shorter well, love she interests. She probably doesn't want to jump into ethnicity because, I mean, I'm assuming she's white. Some white. People will tear know. her apart. Her she's Italian. Perceived... I don't know. If-
0: uh, I know IPC. but I just I would like to see that. And and it's not fair for us as women to look at books written by men and say you always write women the exact same way and then turn around and write romance books for women and write the men exactly the same way every single time.
1: I, I mean agree. I
2: don't know when I read books by women with women characters the women are always written the same way too. So Honestly, I'm just tired, in general, of the same character type.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Particularly in romances. It is something that the romance genre really suffers from, is it's typically white. It's typically heteronormative. It is starting to be stronger towards sapphic um, or bisexuality, where it's heteronormative presenting, and then the characters are actually bisexual, but still in a heteronormative presenting relationship. but it still tends to be white. It still tends to be white love interests. It still tends to be tall, mid, fit women. It really, like, they can be short and fat. They can be tall and lanky for the women. <laughs> they can be shorter men. They can be heavier set men.
2: Um, I mean, I've been reading a lot of books this year. And I've seen... Uh, characters of different body types um and ethnicities i mean i just finished a book by an asian author with asian characters um but i have definitely seen
1: ones with um characters that don't conform to the are they popular books that's what
0: i'm talking about is what is popular or what is pushed as popular popular because
2: i don't Go on TikTok and these stupid fucking sites. Um.
0: (laughs) And that's what I'm saying is, is we're being told this is what is popular. I think there is some people trying to like diversify. And I, I think as Allie Hazelwood now has enough of a, I am going to pick up her book that she can take those risks. And I would like to see her take those risks.
2: I just you want know, to see her do something a little bit different. I don't care how <laughs> she does it specifically. Um, You're just done just with Star Wars, don't give Wars her. The same, I just don't want the same buff, tall dude
1: and science lady who is shorter, probably a lot shorter. And tiny. Tiny and then not talking to each other. Like yeah. The whole book. Like some yeah.
2: other plot line. Then that would be cool. I think she let me well. see here.
0: I, I do like her writing. I, I always enjoy the books. They make me smile.
3: Yeah, she's a she's a very she's an exceptionally good writer. Um I to me I, I get a little frustrated with that she's chosen to go romance, but I love science fiction. <laughs> and she clearly knows enough about science that she could write a really good science fiction fiction book. I wouldn't mind seeing a science fiction book romance but yeah i'm with you guys give me something different it doesn't always need to be an academic setting it, it and this one wasn't academic per se because she was coming out of academia and, and heading into um real world
1: but yeah anyway so do you guys want to
0: know what the next one is about
2: sure let me guess tall buff dude so
0: the main the many lives of theoretical physicist Elsie Hanaway have finally caught up with her. By day, she's an adjunct professor, toiling away at grading labs and teaching thermodynamics in the hopes of landing tenor. By other day, uh, okay, Elsie makes up her non-existent paycheck by offering her services as a fake girlfriend tapping into her expertly honed people-pleasing skills to embody whichever version of herself the client needs honestly it's a pretty sweet gig until her carefully constructed elsie verse comes crashing down because jack smith the annoyingly attractive and broody older brother of her favorite client turns out to be the cold-hearted experimental physicist who ruined her mentor's career and undermined the reputation of theorists everywhere and that same jack who now sits on the hiring committee at mit right between elsie and her dream job elsie is prepared for an all-out war of scholarly sabotage but those long penetrating looks not having to be anything other than her true self when she's with him Question mark, because I'm not sure my question marks are coming through clear. Will falling into an experimentalist orbit finally tempt her to put her most guarded theories on love into practice?
2: Okay, so like that is
3: what <laughs> you can't that was weirdly She's detailed a for a a a synopsis of a book. Like you you can't. That
2: that side hustle doesn't make sense with being a teacher because you will get your students.
1: I mean, that's going to happen. You Or your students will see you. Like, my friend is a teacher. She
0: sees her students but everywhere. These are, this is a college level. She can get away with fake so, dating on the
2: college level. Still, it still wouldn't be professional for her to be spotted doing this kind of thing so like for her reputation if she is trying to keep tenure she is not or trying to get tenure she's not going to be out there being a fake girlfriend it's too risky it, i just it doesn't seem plausible <laughs> so it does not
0: sound like and looking at the cover it does not look like we are getting much variation on the next one.
2: <laughs> Oh yeah show no. us can you show us does it have um, a, a dude with dark hair
1: uh, ashy brown
2: love oh, theoretical
1: it's more blonde with like dark undertones undercut let's see what oh oh yeah i think i saw this one before i just love the name jack smith are we getting like a weird
0: titanic fan fiction is his name jack smith his
1: name is jack smith oh i can't say i'm impressed I mean, with the name we have adam levi
2: jack
3: oh no i hate the men's names in these books i yeah
1: i mean adam was just like didn't, didn't go it was and go far with that name <laughs> oh man yeah.
3: well i mean, think when we read, read the first book, book it point. was it it was nice to have something that was a romance novel and it was unique because it was Science, yeah, Whether it's academia or whatever. Now um, she's just writing the same thing, and now it's the same book over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know what? That's actually because that's what I see a lot on the social media is a lot of people read Love on the Brain, and they're like, it's just the same thing. They enjoyed it, but it's the same thing. And I-, I will recognize I have a slightly different take on it. I read Love on the Brain first, and then I read Love Hypothesis.
1: Um, so I like Love on the Brain, but it was my first exposure to this yeah but at the same time will i still read her next book
3: very likely and i think she because this is the sophomore book this is the second book i think the mm-hmm. characters were more developed in this book than they were in the first one um that doesn't mean that the first one wasn't a better overall composition composition of a story um yeah and now if we can get a third book not counting all these short stories where she manages to have better developed characters i and please start developing your male characters um, as well as a as a well constructed story i i think it might be good but we won't know until we read it <laughs> and then discuss it Yeah,
0: yeah. and then swear off reading it again only for her to announce another
3: one we go maybe this time (laughs) yeah i like i said i think she needs to slow down i she's probably got a book deal and she in part of that book deal probably um involves writing so many books it's one of the problems like writers like just this is a children's book for example but they do this a lot with children's books um like the goosebumps author, he, he got put into, Stein. A, a, yeah, he got put into an obligation of producing a book every, however it was. Yeah. it was just an outrageous and, and, and that's how they get really good deals. It's like, okay, fine. We'll give you a lot of money. Cause typically authors don't write, make a lot of money. We'll give you some money, but you're going to get, you're going to churn out as a book every nine months or less. And that is hard to do. That is hard work. Yeah. Um, and it tends to get to where everything is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. R.L. Stein, no, however, was very good at it. He was he was an exceptional writer. For a children's book writer, he, he unique He slowed things. down
0: when you said that. It was kind of cool. <laughs> What's
2: that? And Your connection he, started to lag, so you like, so you were like down. Your emphasis like, was so just exquisite.
3: So he was... <laughs> sorry <laughs> not that i have any control over it but yeah
0: yeah no and so this next one comes out in next june um this last one came out in august so yeah it's coming out less than a year apart yeah um but yeah there there is certain set of obligations it's kind of one of those struggles with traditional publishing it, but i would say it's also a struggle with self-publishing self-publishing people tend to turn out books rapidly because
3: they need quantity to make money they should acknowledge the fact that they're not going to make any money. There you, you know how I mean what we, we've had Anthony Weir. Andy Weir? Anthony? Andy. Andy, I think. Um, Anthony, you
1: know, Anthony Pierre Weir. Here's Anthony. Anthony Weir. Oh, Andy Weir. Hill,
3: okay. Anthony and Hail Mary. Okay,
1: Hail I wasn't Mary. Sh-
3: the Martian. Yeah, anyway, he, he self-published first, but he also wrote that the original, The Martian, over a very long period of time. And he had followers online because he was writing online, and um, he was releasing chapters at a time rather than releasing a book. And then he self-published it once it became a full story, and then he got picked up by traditional publishing. And then it became a movie, and then it became huge. Um, But your typical self-publisher is not going to do that. That is just not not typical experience.
0: Yeah, no, and. and and it is, it's really weird. And I, obviously you guys aren't on the same social media as I am or not on the social media that I am because self-publishing is becoming more and more popular. You have your published authors you like, but then there are like fan followings of self-published authors. Um, Colleen
3: Hoover, Jennifer L. Armentrout, um, Katie yeah, Robert. Like Fan followings relates to, it converts to thousands but- of people, not millions of people patterson gets uh, no that's, millions of readers that's what i'm saying is yeah. these
0: people are now heading towards the millions however all of them turn out a significant number of books regularly but i wouldn't say the quality is always as good as traditional publishing i know you're thinking about freaking jennifer l Armentrout, trout sarah with that face that you just made
2: I was, but,
3: but <laughs> I was, was going to say, I don't even remember what Sociac she wrote, Academy. but the Armand trout name was like, uh, that one was triggering me. I, I, I know I that didn't was, like that one. uh,
0: from Blood and Ash.
3: Yeah. Poppy. You'd have to remind me what the fucking story is We,
0: we still have, oh, honeydew. <laughs> we still have one is more of those hungry? that we need to go back
3: to. Oh, oh, I'm so excited.
0: I've been letting you guys push it back. As long as you guys keep coming up with stories we can do. I won't bring it up, but the moment
2: you That's guys run great. out of ideas, it's going down. And I'm just going to start throwing out random books
3: because
1: there <laughs> are plenty more.
3: I'm anyway. just
2: kidding, Todd. Do I even give you any suggestions?
3: Never. Never. Hardly. <laughs>
1: um. Okay, so anything else that you guys want to talk about about love on the brain?
2: So. One of the things I found interesting was the fact that she gave B Mm -hmm. this like syncope response, right? Where she faints sometimes. Okay,
1: yeah.
2: And like, I just don't, I couldn't tell if this is something she had personal experience with at all, or if Um... she just threw it in there to make
1: have some other characteristic that was a little unique um,
3: I I wondered if it if it was put in there to provide a solution to the ultimate thing because wasn't there a big thing with her fainting no. and, in the end well just Something at the was. end
2: after he guy was taken out of the picture Levi like he tells her to go ta- sit down because he can't yeah, catch her or whatever talks
3: her out of yeah so
2: you didn't finish it all during the adrenaline moment.
0: Nothing that I see gives me an instant like, yes, the author has this. I think instead that she wanted to have a, a cool kind of like, why why did B pick neuroscience? And to be able to talk about neuroscience as how people might have a detriment without like having external causes for discussing that. Because this is Allie Hazelwood's specialty. It's neuroscience. She is a professor mm-hmm. of neuroscience and brain stimulation. Um, So I think, I think she's like, man, it's really cool how the brain does this thing and we don't know why it does it. I want to include it as a character trait. I don't think she personally has it. There's nothing that indicates it. I think she's just like, I want to include that kind of weird quirk about our brains.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Or maybe it's
0: yeah, something it's- that she studied.
2: Yeah. Maybe. It just it it seemed weird when I was reading it, like, maybe that's how it would be for some people, but B seemed very cavalier about it, just like, it happens, and the thing is, though, is because while I don't faint, I do have those, a lot of moments where I get very lightheaded very suddenly in stressful situations, usually it just, like, triggers it, and so, when I go places, like especially public places, it's like you always want to kind of have this. There's always this worry that it's going to happen suddenly when you're in a public place and you'll be helpless. So that's always kind of anxiety. But also like you kind of. Again, maybe this is just specific to me, but you kind of build this like escape plan or whatever in your head where like if this starts happening, this is what I have to do. And especially if she is actually blacking out and falling onto the ground, like people have service animals for that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And she was just like, this is a thing that happens to me sometimes. Isn't it so quirky? And so I don't know. I was like, does she actually know anyone or talk to anyone who might have like a frequent syncope response? Because I don't really know that that would be how they would approach that
0: and i think the fallacy there is i i think it was an attempt to provide maybe a little bit of diversity with a you know an unseen disability but yeah i think the execution of that unseen disability is maybe not as complete as it could have been cuz yeah i i see people who on social media have those kinds of responses some of them have service animals some of them don't but they do openly discuss like what they have to go through in order to be aware. And they are acutely aware that that could happen at any point and that they do need those responses or they need people there who support them when they're helpless. I mean, there's some people who, um, for whatever reason, I can't remember where it came up. um, There are certain people who have seizures and they'll show like they're they're, their high school students and they show their friend just reaching over and catching them over and over again, Just, just puts their hand on their head waits for them to wake up and they come back up. Um, but again, that means that they and their friend have discussed this and have a plan in place. So the friend recognizes when those symptoms haven't happened and has a known response to it. Um, so it is weird that B doesn't have that support system of some kind around her and she just
2: does it. Yeah. So. And she just like wakes up afterwards too, which again, maybe that is maybe that's how it works for some people, but I know if I have a near fainting experience where it's like everything grays out and I have to get on the floor or else I will faint. I'm not usually great for the rest of the day. It's like, I'm shaky, disoriented. I just feel gross and sick and I don't want to do anything. I just kind of want to curl up into a ball and just finish dying. But B is just like, she gets passed out from the spider or toy or whatever. And she's like, ah, that was so silly. And then it happens like two more times and it's like, your blood pressure, your brain, what do you,
3: I don't know. Oh my know. God. And that, that entire thing and why those parents didn't smack that child down as as, as she kept trying to scare B to make her faint again. Oh my God. As a parent, I'd have been all over a child. It's like, no, that's n- not okay. And it was, it was so cavalier in the story. And I'm just like, yeah. So we d- we don't, we don't raise children to be respectful of others' issues, but yeah. Some people don't.
0: And I think, Sarah, what you were saying, I, I think there are some people who are, who adapt a cl- cavalier attitude about it, where they're like, okay, this happened, now I got to continue. And then there are people who, you know, it makes them feel unwell, they don't have that response, or their response is, I need recovery time. Yeah. Um, I think most people lean towards, I need recovery time. But I think that's also conversations that we've only been really starting to have in the last decade, is the recognition that these people have to have recovery time and let's discuss it as opposed to just pretending it's not happening at all. Um, And so, yeah, I I think most definitely with love on the brain in regards to that, there are some elements that are missing from it that could make it stronger and make me really believe it is a true representation
2: of diversity with disabilities. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting when she first brought it up. And then as she developed it further it was like oh i don't know it's a bit superficial quite oh it was used purely for cute moments
3: yeah which is weird kind of like making your, hair your head on clumsy. the floor is not very cute <laughs> agreed it, it was like making yeah. her clumsy but you know bodily injury resulting clumsy yeah.
1: yeah um but no yeah i most definitely agree with that
3: any other thoughts
1: um, we cover everything oh yeah that's right there was the ghost cat which I don't understand what the big deal
2: about that was uh, other than to have the cat attack guy again in this cartoonishly staged... I did not
0: like the cat attacking guy I did like the idea of her seeing a cat and there were times where I was like is she seeing a cat or is, is, is all the fainting <laughs> getting to her um <laughs> And I liked that she got to have a cat, but like, yeah, it was kind of a, the
3: outcome was, yes, Kim. If you are dealing with super high tech, fucking with people's brains, equipment, you are not going to be in a facility where there is a kitten running around. It's just not going to happen. Where was the Um, kitten pooping? I don't don't know. know. Uh, No, she said she set up a litter box
0: for her
2: probably okay, in the helmet so that's then, all I gotta say unless she never emptied it she would know pretty quickly that this cat either
1: existed or that. actually existed
0: yeah I don't know I don't know it, it was a weird thing it was a weird thing there were some weird I don't deny there were some weird elements in this but there were weird elements in all of the stories um yeah I just
2: feel like this one they stood out more to me at least
1: fair yeah. fair any other things nope I think that's it other than okay. the dissing
3: all over engineers, that was pretty funny. Oh, I thought you'd like that.
0: I was like, "Oh, Kim's gonna have so many comments about how accurate this is about engineers."
3: Yeah, it was pretty funny. I should okay. I shouldn't talk. I I don't actually work directly with a lot of engineers. I what I do is just at an engineering command, so I I don't know engineers very well. So, so I shouldn't. Sit you on just
0: enjoyed them being dissed upon. Yeah. Yeah. okay so kim how exciting did you find this book
3: three it wasn't exciting there's nothing exciting about it
0: okay sarah (laughs) i mean i know that was harsh
3: oh you would give it a four reading it
2: i was never at like the edge of my seat certainly not again during that the actiony sequence at the end when i was rolling my eyes um but yeah still enjoyed it still wanted to see how it ended then okay
0: so Oddly enough, I just thought of something we hadn't discussed. So my excitement for it was probably a 4-2, but that's because I really loved the discussion on graduate school acceptance going on in it. And her TA, for lack of, I can't remember what they were actually called, you know, dealing with that struggle and her like, I'm sorry, her having to like oh, yeah, her hide
2: against the GRE or something.
0: Yeah, and have to hide who she was personally cuz she was afraid of what how that would affect their dynamic. I found that exciting and interesting. I liked that part of it. Um so that for me was a 4, but we didn't really discuss that. I didn't know what if you, you guys thought the same with that found that interesting.
2: I like that you've got male kind of element with her talking to Levi. Um I didn't really care about
1: the other stuff. Okay,
3: Kim. Uh, talking about that directly, I found her TA to be a far more interesting character. I didn't really like the way the uh, relationship that the TA and the other woman had. It it was it was weird. I don't I don't even know what to say to it other than Oh, I was, thought it
0: was cute. I thought it was cute opposites attract
3: kind of thing. Yeah i guess yeah <laughs> it just didn't translate well for me it
0: this is gonna sound really weird i actually could see a lot of uh like lesbian bisexual relationships that i've seen where you have the cute like fluffy like bubbly female kind of person in the dynamic and then you have the rough and tumble but like when they actually like have to come to bat for each other their roles change a little bit so i I could see it i could
1: see where the inspiration was for that
3: yeah that yes keep looking down it's really hard to read your faces sorry i'm playing on my phone um figured as much no my um my take on it was more that um Do you want to pause? Yeah. Make sure everything's okay. (laughs) Track of the rules. Um, What I was going to say was that it struck me as. It struck me personally as stereotypes that fall back into. uh, When I was younger, meaning so high school and, and so that would have been the 80s and and the early 2000s um of how lesbians are portrayed and i i'm 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 trying to be polite because it's stereotypes that kind of still exist but don't and um i think it's unfair to
1: Try to write
3: those stereotypes as the lesbian community is trying to, not trying to, is is controlling their narrative on how they are portrayed. So yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable I, with it. I think it was a little superficial and could have used maybe a
0: little bit more depth to it. Um, I liked the potential with the characters. And again, I could see where the inspiration was for it. But yeah, I could definitely see where someone might read that and read it as stereotyping, very much so. Um, or that they might find feel harmed by it when reading it. Um, so I could definitely understand that. What about you, Sarah? Any thoughts? No. <laughs> okay. So then ease of reading. Sarah, what was your rating for ease of reading?
1: I like get five. Okay. Kim? five it
0: was easy okay yeah i gave it a five too i did not find it difficult to read uh emotional reaction kim
1: four okay sarah probably a four as well okay uh i
0: gave it a five but again you know
2: what i'm gonna give it a (laughs) 3.5 there were times i was annoyed
0: okay I, I gave it a five, but again, I looked at B and I could relate to B, so I I was invested in it. Uh
1: Sarah, overall rating. I gave it a 4.5.
3: Okay. Kim. I have no idea what I said on Goodreads, but probably a four.
2: I think you gave it a five. Did I? I think we all gave it fives. But I always yeah. rate around mine up if they're point five. Although now I'm thinking I should have maybe done a four. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> i don't care enough to change it
0: oh man you guys are so chipper today um i i give it a five star read i enjoyed it like if someone would ask me should i read love hypothesis or love on the brain i would recommend love on the brain
3: i would
2: recommend the other way
3: i know you would (laughs) and Kim would say say whichever one recommend yeah i would say i'm not the person to recommend love a love a romance romance
1: (laughs) all right any other things you guys want to discuss Nope. All right. Then on that
0: note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok you can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter you can also support us on bookshop.org our link is available via our social media you can email us at bookpilebanter and gmail.com we'd love to hear from you